Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beth Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, as always, and joining me tonight is Josh. Evening. And Tony. Oh. Uh, and due to the absolute lull in any comic book properties here in the UK, uh, I'm sure we would have been reviewing Peacemaker uh, if it had been on here. Or um, if any of us could be asked to fucking watch it, even if it was. Um, but we can't because no one bought it. Um, so we're still sitting here twiddling our thumbs waiting for it. Um, so we've had to uh, dive into the, the back catalogue uh, for this <laughs> month. And I think probably next month as well will be the same um, yeah. as we wait for new properties to come along. Um, and so for now, we are going to start reviewing the original Blade movies um, from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, with the, the rebirth of the character in the MCU um, beginning. We've had our little cameo um, at the end of Eternals. Um, so we thought... A cameo is that good that nobody knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd go back to those original ones. Um, I was quite looking forward to this. Um, and you'll, <laughs> you'll get my thoughts once we, we get into it. Um, but shall we make a start? Yeah. Um, on on our thoughts. Um, so my first thought on this was just how many different companies owned Marvel properties at this point. Another new new line cinema this new, time. I'd say it was it new line was during the dark yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Was, I think that was the only one that they owned. Um, I don't remember seeing any others, um, any Marvel films coming from New Line. Obviously, now New Line belongs to Warner Brothers, uh, who own DC, so it swings in roundabouts. Um, <laughs> they've now now swapped houses. Um, I said I really do love Blade's backstory, um, and this this is kind of where things take a turn. I don't think it does a very good job of telling it in this mm. film. Um, yeah, we I mean, get a very visceral opening with how oh, it comes, but fan. that first sequence though, where, where the, um, <laughs> with with Tracy Lords, yeah, um, which was uh, one of the things that I I completely forgotten she was in this, and it was one of her yeah. first proper acting roles, I think. <laughs> and, uh, sat, sat alongside Shane Warren. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Shane Warne. <laughs> oh, uh, and of course it's it's Kenny Johnson who's ended up being in loads of stuff. Mm. Um, Sons of Anarchy uh, is probably uh, the thing that people know him most these days. Um, but yeah, it's and I like the credits as well. The credits are interesting. Yeah, yeah um, very striking. Isn't it? Yeah, but then I, I said, and I, I know, Tony, you certainly haven't, and I don't think Josh probably has as well. I was intrigued that the first proper scene in this was actually the same in the TV series, the, the club, oh. um, which was strange because it was meant to be a sequel as such, um, but it kind of gives him the same kind of backstory um, mm. that they put him in a club um, with vampires. Um, so it was, it was really interesting. Um, and I did note at this point you can definitely put a date on this film from the clothing and the haircuts. 
<laughs> in, in that scene in the club. It's just dreadful. Uh, it's so dated. Um, I, I just thought, though, at this point, I mean, what's the point of like bringing one human to the to the club? Because he ain't going to go very far, is he? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people are going to go back buying a four person chicken for a family of twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I t- my actual my next note: the sheer number of vampires is is quite incredible yeah. in that that yeah. opening scene. Considering they probably were all extras as well, that it does feel like there probably wasn't a lot of CGI put into this film when it came to things like that. It's beautifully shot though, as well, and set up, and all the blood that comes down from the um. Yeah. sprays down on them it's fantastic and it's all and the way that they're all got this oiled look of them with the blood all over the face even like Tracy Lords looks completely different with the blood yeah all over the face and stuff yeah uh, uh, and at this point you have to say Snipes is quite imposing dude, despite the fact that he is quite small yeah he does it's just again it's so well shot though isn't it it's just yeah. a great entrance to start with his feet and it's... yeah um, and I did say that the effects hold up pretty well in this scene um, I thought they they looked quite good, especially the once you start staking people. I thought the um, the Dustins were actually quite good. Um, yeah, I, the I, I they still held up to be honest. Yeah, they're um, not bad. I, I, was, I was just watching how much it must have influenced Buffy. Yeah, in in the style of them when when you go back and have a look. Yeah, uh, and then I said we come across the first thing that we won't get in our reboot. I'm going to blow your fucking head off. <laughs> yeah, there will be an absence of swearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're definitely not going to get that. Um, and then we get Donald Logue make his appearance. Yes. Yeah, to be fair, a I very did young watch Donald. The credits, and I did not see his name, and then he popped up, and I went, "Oh, fucking hell, it's Bullock." <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> Jesus. He's bloody young in this. Um, yeah. Uh, th- then we start to get a few few things that I don't particularly like. The the flying thing, I'm like, oh, that can fuck right off in this reboot. <laughs> I don't I don't need flying vampires. It's just <laughs> it's not. And that, then I said, said Wesley Snipes is imposing but very camp. Once he once he actually starts to get lines, it's like, hmm, maybe this blade's not as imposing as I thought he was. Uh, and, and so, the, the, and I thought Donald at Logan, least it's not Simon Phoenix. <laughs> no, no. Um, and then I said, Logan is foul in there in his rebirth scene when they bring him back. Yeah. You know when he's been oh, when he's morgue. died. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Though, with the I would really love for some prop, not not really gory, because obviously you've got to still enable the kids to go and see it but yeah. I'd like it to be a bit sort of shock maybe goth horror like um, I don't know like something you could probably put on the telly in the 70s and get away with but like it yeah. still probably give the kids a little bit of nightmares yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh, and then, then we get another one of the things that well, one of the lines we certainly won't be hearing motherfucker you out of your damn mind yeah. <laughs> it's like you just come across these lines throughout the film and it's like no scratch that one off scratch that one off um and i did say at this point it has some more traumatic beats than you would normally get in a comic book movie um obviously we've already seen his mom die 
Um, and we get the, the girl being bitten and then basically just going, that's it, you're dead. No matter <laughs> what we do, you're going to die. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's not what you expect from a comic book movie, that's for sure. And I, I doubt we're going to see that sort of thing in the reboot either. Um, mm. Yeah, it'll be toned down quite a lot, I would imagine. Um, and then I did say, I haven't forgotten the character, but... I was quite surprised when Whistler appears. I'd just completely forgotten that he was in it. I, I knew <laughs> the character. As soon as he was there, I was like, oh, it's Whistler. But I'd completely forgotten that he was due to turn up. I was like, oh, yeah, quite, quite a good character. I quite like that. Um, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Excuse me. And, and we haven't got an announcement on who's playing him yet, because I'm sure he'll be in the films. I can't imagine yeah. that they're going to ignore him. So it'd be interesting to see who... Who gets cast? Maybe they'll go the other option. I mean, I was doing a bit of reading up yesterday on the, on the 1975 origin uh, and the whole jazz thing. Yeah. And I thought that might be a good way to do it this time around. Yeah. There's been a lot of rumours that we're going to see his daughter, hasn't there? Yeah. Ah. Um, so I think that might be um, the route they go. But I still, I can't imagine we're not going to see Whistler. He's such a strong character that I'm sure he'll pop up at, at some point. Um, and then we get a period in the, kind of in the middle of the film um, where th there's not a lot going on um, and it concentrates oh. a lot more on her than it does on Blade. Um, well, we've also got the, the, um, the, the, the lore stuff as well with the vampire yeah. council. I, I, I really like that scene that sort of that, that, that suggests that the parts of humanity already know about their existence. Yeah, um, particularly like the politicians and the treaty, and I hope that stuff is still in place in some form in the new version. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. They're building up a lot of this lore, aren't they? Obviously, with mm. Black Knight as well. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the route they're going to go. It's going to be kind of mystical, isn't it? Because I was origins. watching it, and I was I was just wondering to myself if they've always been around. Presumably, the the supernatural stuff got got blipped as well. So you would have yeah. vampires who got blipped and things like that, depending on where they were in the world at the time. And, yeah. I guess, and sleeping and whatever. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to build that up. Um, mm. And as I said, it concentrates a lot more on her story as well, um, which yeah. honestly I could do without. Um, it's kind of an extra that doesn't really need to be in the story. Um, I think we could get a lot more with his mum I think it's such a last minute thing that she comes back that mm. it kind of feels not earned at the end it's of it mourned, isn't it yeah um, like, oh here's your mum by the way yeah whereas this seems to take up a lot of the time and doesn't really have a lot to do with the story well she's I think no, I disagree to extent I think she's there to sort of to provide that that way in a for us the viewer but also the medical element uh, and, and and the potential that there might be a cure for him in some form yeah it's just it doesn't work for me it's it's kind of an extra bind on the story that it doesn't really need to be there and slows it down quite a lot for me um then i said after saying that the effects held up quite well we get to see some computer effects on the actual they computers, and it looks awful. Yeah, um, just dreadful. Um, 
And I also thought that some of the vampire stuff is a little more visceral than it needs to be. I think some of it could have been toned down and still would have worked just as well. I think they went over the top for the sake of it at times throughout this film, just to make it different from any of the other stuff. And there wasn't a lot of... Yeah, there's not a lot of comic book stuff around at this point when this came out. Yeah, Um, probably just making it a vampire film rather than it just happens to be based on a comic book. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then I also noted, what is it with the fat vampire? Fat suits always look shit. No matter (laughs) what you do, it always looks fake. I'm not being funny, though. That was one hell of a pair of tits on it. Yeah, it was was like Fat Bastard in Austin Powers. (laughs) Again, there was a character in Buffy which was like that, wasn't there? Yeah, Yeah. and then we got the Absorber Laugh in Doctor Who that looks exactly the same as well. Um, Mind you, you skipped on a bit here from a couple of my notes, which was about the familiars and and, and that cop that looked familiar. uh, (laughs) Dear God. uh, and again, I hope that's something that they'll explore quite a bit of in the, in the new versions, of the new mm. version of it as well. I think the, cool. Yeah, I think the law of stuff in, in this mystical side is much more intriguing than, than just kind of all-out action. Yeah, yeah. I think the action stuff, needs, you, you stick with the Avengers for the, the all-out action stuff. Um, yeah. uh, and this side of things, like Doctor Strange... Obviously, Black Knight, Blade, and whatever's to come. I think he's, yeah. he's kind of you stick to that. You don't need big, big action sequences. I know we had in Doctor Strange, you've had kind of the the other realm stuff, but yeah. they don't feel like big action sequences. They feel like you're being dragged into something yeah. rather than it happening around you. It's kind of you being pulled in, and I and I like that, and I hope. Yeah. This is where they go with this this mystical side. I don't I don't feel the need for the the big action sequences that we get in Avengers films. Um, I hope they'll keep that sort of simplified lore as well. Where he's telling her about the way you can kill a vampire, and and he said a lot of them are just complete rubbish. He says basically it's just steak, silver yeah. or garlic because they big up garlic in this version compared to some others. Yeah, as well. just keep yeah. it simple like that. That that that's the way. Sunlight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other thing I know at this point when he's having that chase sequence with the couple. What the fuck? Asian schoolgirl singing club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just bizarre where they ended up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karaoke club. Yeah. Does anyone else think they sound like they were on fucking helium as well? Probably. <laughs> Probably auto tunes. <laughs> yeah. Um my next kind of note was was on the weapon, the, the sword, um, which I think is a really, it's a, it's a proper standout weapon of the Marvel world. Um, yeah. And obviously, I, I think we're probably going to see him with it again in, in the reboot. Um, I know a lot of people have made uh, mock-ups of him using it. Um, so we shall see. Obviously, not started filming yet. Um, <laughs> Donald Logue takes an absolute battering in this film. <laughs> every time he he's in the scene, twice, did he? Yeah, every time he's in the scene, he's either burnt, had part chopped off, dead, um, and eventually he does obviously bite the the bullet, uh, the silver bullet, should I say, um, later on in the film. But 
And I have, I'm going to say it now, Frost is an absolutely awful villain. Oh, he is a bit like fucking yeah. wet wipe, like. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a coward for the most part. And he's also just like this petulant child character, isn't he? Yeah. You know, you know, they take that old vampire act to the sort of act to the seaside and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And that whole sequence with the helmets and... and, and... So helmets. Why didn't Spike just go in Buffy go with a motorbike helmet and black gloves? That would have been perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would have been fine then. Um, <laughs> then a, another cu- couple of things that on the on the character of Bride, he's not just not very fleshed out until we get his mum. Is mm. there's very little to him other than he's this vampire killer for the most part, um, and it's not until. It's not until she comes back that there's kind of any flesh to the character. Yeah, it's um, kind of like they decided halfway through, oh shit, yeah, we haven't explained his origin. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it feels very much like he's he's not even really been thought of. Yeah. It's, it's been like a second thought. And, and I really hope he gets a better costume because that costume is awful. See, I don't mind it for the time, but I would like an updated version for the new one. Well, yeah, I just, it doesn't look very mobile with that big coat and everything when you're going to be oh, doing no, that no, job. No, no. no, and it, it does was, look I, like I'd be going catching, to the bondage club. I'd be catching the coat in the car door on car on door handles or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then I so said, this is when we get to Eric's mother coming back. And it gives the film a bit more meat to, to the bones that is it's been lacking throughout. Um, and then, uh, as you said, Tony, the uh, the effects don't survive well as the film goes on. Um, the skeletons uh, are dreadful, <laughs> absolutely awful. Um, they definitely look like an early season one Buffy yeah. skeleton. Um, yeah. so it does look like TV um, and then finally Donald croaks it he fi- finally gets to the, this point in the film and he actually goes after all the, the uh, full starts with him dying um, he finally does croak it at this point um, and then Snipes gets into action mode um, for the end of the film um, yeah it's a great fight that last one yeah uh, we get an fight yeah, we get an exploding head. Um, That's and, some terrible CGI. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I said, Frost just makes you want Blade to absolutely destroy him at this point because it's just yeah. not great uh, as a villain. I know we've had our struggles with MCU villains, but my God, is he bad. And I just said, I hope we get a better set of skills for Blade. Um, because honestly, it's just like watching Wesley Snipes in any other film that he made in the eighties and nineties. There's there's no kind of set of skills that are different for Blade that you'd expect. You'd expect them to learn something new to play mm. a character like that, and there just isn't anything. It's just like watching Snipes in Demolition Man or something else. It's just um. A bit sad, really, that they couldn't give him some extra skills that we hadn't seen him do before. Um, yeah, that's that's really my 
my thoughts on it. Um, do you guys want to add any more? Oh, yeah. I've got several bits and pieces of John Daniel. Um, things are stacked. I, I, I love Udo Kier. Is it Udo Kier? I think he's pronounced. He's just so camp in everything he does. Sort of the head of the Vampire Council. It's just, You'll never be a true pure blood. <laughs> Brilliant. It's so over the top. Um, I love that silent landing when um, they're in the workshop uh, and, and Blade just sort of lands quietly behind her. Yeah. And I hope they keep that because it's such a cool little moment. They just sort of, you don't hear him land at all. Uh, uh, some great lighting as well. I think there's, there's some really beautiful shots in it and uh, the way the sort of strictly around the dusk time and stuff like that and sort of, uh, um, and the way they like the streets. Uh, I think, as I mentioned, I'm curious to know whether the vampires get blipped. That would be interesting. Um, I, um, I, I've said, I've mentioned the special effects, which I think tend to, they start off all right and then they just seem to get periodically worse whether they run out of money or I don't know. But, yeah. but even though we're talking 1998, so even the computer power. But you compare that with like three years later in Lord of the Rings, yeah, only three years, and that step up. Uh, I know Jack's had shitloads of computers on the job, didn't he? But but that step up even in three years is incredible. In terms of what and for the same visuals, for the same company as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I know I know it's a Whistler as the Holly as the the movie cough. Yeah, <laughs> you have a character that you know is not that one way or the other not going to make it to the end. He's got the cough. So yeah, he's pretty much toast anyway. Um, yeah. The one thing I that did, I forgot was in there that shocked me a bit was the flying kid when, when Frost throws the kid across the road. Oh bloody hell! You'll never yeah. see that in the new version. I did actually have that <laughs> in my notes. I said using kids in these kind of films are always a little odd. <laughs> yeah. That kid goes flying, flying with Charlie. Oh, but um, yeah. Uh, the the thing with the with her with her old colleague that's a bit of a weird little mini subplot where he turns into a ghoul and he's down in the, yeah. in the depths of the of their headquarters. <laughs> I written, also written down here that the part of the film takes place in the mahjong room <laughs> with all this. <laughs> they all look like giant mahjong pieces. Um, I think I'd already mentioned that the, the, the blades mom was quite hot actually. Carry on. <laughs> I'd written down here that you get that cut then as well with with um with Blade and um and where she gives him some blood. <laughs> Feeding time equals sexy time. <laughs> Blammy, yeah. She, I think she like prepared in their fucking cum. You can see why where he got his 18 certificate from. You won't see that in the new version. Definitely um, not. Uh, I love the bit where he acquires the shades as well. That's a nice, cool moment. Yeah. Um, I imagine the, the effects are, are terrible for the most part in that last bit. Um, little things, and again, I, I like the fact we Wister, they tell us early on about the war that's going on, and then they set up effectively the third one as well, right there and then, where there are there's, there's a war going on, a few other people know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that, that again, that's something as we just said, I hope they're going to build upon. Um, and then, of course, we get the, the the great line towards the end. The some motherfuckers line is just a great line. Uh, and then, but it's a really weird cut from that scene there where he's telling her what 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 the future might hold. 
two men ended up in Russia. They, oh, hello. You didn't catch your breath much, then. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a strange addition. I don't understand why they had to throw that in there. He's probably going to say yeah. that Dracula's the head of the fucking Soviet Union or something. Some mad shit. Yeah, like. so, yes, my thoughts. I mean, no, I'll do I'll do more of my summary, but, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Josh, have you got anything you want to add? Uh, this was a virgin watch for me. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I Basically, the only pre, I think pre-X-Men comic book film I ever saw was, um, well, I'm not counting like the 70s Marvel stuff because we don't really talk about that era of Marvel. Um, but I think it was probably Ben Affleck's Daredevil and that was enough to put me off. And I thought, right, you know what? I'm not really going to watch anything other than uh, X-Men and Spider-Man. And then obviously we got the MCU. So um, You're lucky I've seen Captain yeah. America with Matt Salinger in it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> with them fucking rubber ears and everything. Fuck that. Um, that yeah, skull so, is not good <laughs> So, yeah, this was a virgin watch for me. And you know what? I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I know... The past couple of months when we've watched certain films, <laughs> Rambo, um, they've been a bit boring and like we've always said, um, like it, it's been hard to basically stay off our phones just to have some sort of entertainment because those films are so boring or like there's nothing really going for them. I actually wanted to carry on and like keep my eyes fixed on the telly with this one. Yeah, okay, the CGI is a little bit ropey in places, but I thought the story was good. It was a little bit patchy in some places, but you could forgive it because I think they were trying to do the best possible thing with a character they, they knew fuck all about and the mythology mm. was around. And, and do you know what? I think they turned out, like, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie. I would say it's rewatchable within six months a year, maybe, for me. Mm. It's a first time watch as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait for the second one because I've heard the second one's a fantastic one. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, final thoughts, Tony, do you want to give us your final thoughts and score? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I've not, I pulled it up off the, off the shelf because I've not watched it in a long time, uh, several years probably. And I, there, there, there are bits I'd forgotten, and I, there are bits I forgot. I put some bits on, bits that were a bit clunky, some of the effects and stuff. But overall, I really enjoyed going back to it again. I mean, I went to see it at the cinema and enjoyed it for what it was at the time. Uh, and for me, it, well, it loses a couple of marks because there's the um, the some of the effects haven't aged well. But for me, it's a good sort of eighty-eight percent, maybe. Josh, how about you? I'm thinking my score might be a little bit harsh then considering Tony's giving it that, but I'm wondering whether it's because I've grown up with some slightly better computer graphics um, and I might be judging it a bit more harshly. Um, I was going for around the low 70s, like 72. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've upped it, to be honest. I was actually, before Tony said a score, thinking about 66. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to go for about 71. Yeah. What about that? Proper mixed bag. Um, for me, my final notes were not the greatest superhero film, but it definitely has its bright points and points towards a stronger character in there somewhere. I'd actually written 77 down, but I'm actually having read through my notes again. 
I'm actually going to have to lower it because I pulled it apart quite a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go for about the same as you, Josh, 72, 73 yeah. for me. Um, I just think there's, there's better out there at a similar time when the likes of X-Men weren't far away um, and stuff like that. And Spider-Man wasn't that far off either. Um, I I just think there's there's some real problems with this film um, that I hadn't spotted in. I haven't watched it in a long time either. Um, I had to buy the box set. I don't think I've probably seen it for maybe 10, 15 years. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a seventy two, seventy three for me. It's a it's an average film. It's what I tend to say is early seventies is is average. Mm. It's it's watchable. Um, but I don't think I'd be going back to it in the near future um, and and hoping for a, a better future with with the character of what's to come. Um, but we shall see because, as I said, next month we will be returning to the world of Blade with Blade 2 um, before we move into stuff, new stuff that's coming. Um, Blade 3 might be a way off just because of films and TV series that are due to come out in the next few months. And also um, but, Blade 3. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not really a Blade <laughs> film, is it? Um, so we shall see. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you, boys, as always. What is? Um, right. It's n- nice to go back and have a rewatch in, a, in one of our retro reviews. We haven't done one for a while. Um, because there's been so much um, new stuff, certainly from Marvel, and we've had a few DC films come out over the last year or so um, that we've all watched. So it's been a while since we've gone back to a retro one, but for a couple of months, that's where we are. And thank you, listeners, for joining us, and we will see you next month for Blade 2.